and thinking of your identity as an obstacle was definitely the mm. worst thing I've ever done. Seeing who I was, my identity being like, oh, how do how do I get people to like me and care for mm. who I am as an overall person? It's like, no, these these are actually good things that are going to move you forward. It's just kind of using them as a way to move forward in your life. Being Indigenous, I didn't know that could be a good thing. When it comes to being a young Indigenous public speaker, people want to hear of me because of my lived experiences. Welcome to Real Life Stories with Real Life Leaders. I'm Divya Sharma. And I'm Nolan Bicknell. Welcome to the show and thank you for listening and thank you for watching. Real Life Stories with Real Life Leaders is highlighting stories from some incredible storytellers connected through the Can You program. Uh, they're all emerging leaders in as many different sectors in our cities. Can You Canada and the Winnipeg Foundation are both leaders and thrive in the philanthropic sector. I've been a part of Can You since I was in grade five or arriving in Canada. And today I'm a university mentor for the participants whose shoes I was once in. The Winnipeg Foundation is core to my identity as I was a part of the Youth and Philanthropy program and was an intern um, through the summer internship program. Both these incredible organizations foster community and strength in leaders. And today we're here to chat with six of those leaders. Our guest storyteller today is Selena Starling. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. It's great to have you. Uh, so the first question we're going to be asking everyone on this show is, what is your story? If you could condense, I know your story is long and, and wild, but if you can condense it down into a minute or so, like what is your story, Selena? Yeah, my story is obviously I started out in foster care here in Winnipeg, Manitoba. And then in fifth grade, I joined Can You Canada. Through Can You Canada, I got to learn my passion for public speaking and who I was in that atmosphere. And by 12th grade, I was going to... Um, events all across Canada, doing public speaking more often. And now I co-own a company, the Community of Big Hearts, and I do public speaking for a living. And I'm also the president of the Community of Big Hearts. So that's my career and what I'm doing now. Very cool. So the Winnipeg Foundation is focusing on improving the outcomes for kids in care. And you can speak to that pretty wholeheartedly because you spent 18 years in that program. Um, so what was that being in that program like? What was your experience like? And um, yeah, how can you just speak to that experience and, and how it created the leader that you are today? For myself, being in foster care, the first couple of years of my life were the same story as ever of every other Indigenous youth in care in Winnipeg. For every province in Canada, it's all different. But for Winnipeg, I know we all share similar stories. Being a young person in care, you don't really have supports when it comes to mental health or anything in regards to that. You're kind of left alone while being a number in a system. So my journey going through foster care was atrocious at the beginning, but I have a really unique story getting to live with my auntie and her being my foster parent for 14 years, which is pretty cool. I, I'm, really, I'm really privileged that I get to live with blood family through my um, foster care type and uh, going through foster care and can you it was it was a really cool experience because i know i wasn't the only youth in foster care in an entire program which was the first time i actually got to see that my the first time i got to see other youth in care and other youth that looked like me and were like me and then i also got to see youth from other backgrounds and getting to see other like diverse groups of people that went through things even harder than i did mm -hmm. it was just it was a great cool new reality and getting to 
live and work with and grow up amongst other youth that have gone through hard hardships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, and like you said, Selena's story is pretty wild and comprised of a lot of experiences. And like you said, Selena, it's been a pretty pretty long ride. Um, I was privileged enough to meet you in grade seven, and I know we've had several conversations around you know growing up and. Um, how your experiences have led you to where you are and part of you know being a president at the age of 18 that comes with a lot from being a number in a foster care system to having a name for yourself and you know being the president the community of big hearts so what are you doing at the community of big hearts and how has your journey shaped your role at cbh yeah so my role as president i get to oversee the entire company and what we do and how we are moving forward and my role at the Community Big Hearts is being a president. I get to f- facilitate workshops and use my story and integrate that while teaching c- companies all across Canada about what is happening here with the history of Indigenous peoples and where we are going moving forward and what has happened. These workshops are super crucial to who I am just because I get to grow and flourish as an Indigenous person. And especially in the business in the industry, you never really see an 18-year-old getting such a prominent name and being 18 indigenous a woman um, a queer woman it's it's pretty unique that you get to see all of these qualities happening all in one um, but my role like overseeing a company and getting to do what I love is exceptional how has your experience shaped how you give these presentations and how and how the conversation because I'm imagining a lot of conversation gets sparked after you give the presentation. So I'm just wondering like how your story shapes how you talk to groups when you're public speaking and when you're presenting. Yeah, my story is the main reason why people ask questions and get engaged. What I've learned through doing workshops is that lived experience changes people and mm-hmm. getting to hear how someone lived and grows that changes a person's perspective and who they are. Some people come into a workshop with straight one-sided views and it's like, no, I think this thing about an indigenous person, it's not gonna change. But after they open up and they are no longer afraid to ask these questions and getting to ask it to a person that's completely non-judgmental regardless of their views, is it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, from what I've seen, and how people change from my story and getting to do workshops almost all the time is when someone comes in with their guards up and they're completely one way. That's the only way I'm going to think. And then walking out of the workshop being like, hey, I had no idea this was happening. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that the history of Indigenous peoples has led here. Mm-hmm. Getting to see how intergenerational trauma and all the history has affected a young person here in Canada today, it changes people's perspectives and sometimes their life. Just because they get to understand empathy for one specific demographic, it can change who you are looking at every demographic here in Canada. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you said, it's so important to, you know, get educated. I think Nolan and I have touched on this topic quite a bit, how education is such an important tool. And I just want to thank you for Mm -hmm. spreading that education. And from lived experiences, I think that's very crucial. In terms of, you know, bridging gaps, there's clearly a lot of education that needs to happen within Canada. And especially for, you know, newcomers, whether you're an immigrant refugee, or even if you were brought up here, um, how do we bridge that gap between those people who 
who have these lived experiences of you know being indigenous and having that identity in Canada and then those who have no understanding or you know want to learn more how do we mm-hmm. how do we bridge that gap I believe by just having really open conversations you don't realize how much of a story is similar to someone else's until you open up about it I've related to people who lived across the world in some of the the worst conditions possible and our stories are so similar for the worst reasons possible Mm. Um, growing up in a refugee camp i've talked to people about that and how our stories are similar from a foster care perspective it's incredible it's beautiful getting to connect through hardships Mm. but you get to grow as a society and as a community and that's what i love so much is that by me sharing my lived experiences and who i was growing up and who i am now people understand their story and are inspired to talk. And when I talk to newcomers and people in Canada that have lived here their, their entire lives as settlers, they, they get to open up and understand where they are in their journey of reconciliation because it's everyone's journey. Even Indigenous peoples, we're all on the same journey. Yeah, like Canada, Winnipeg, Manitoba, there's a lot going on right now when it comes to missing and murdered women and girls and, you know, search the landfill and all of the sort of conversation that's happening right now. How do you stay vigilant when it seems like it's one step forward, two steps back so frequently? Um, but how do you stay positive and stay not judge, non-judgmental when you're giving presentations and giving speeches when it would be very easy to be judgmental of the systems and of the of the culture and of the situations that we find ourselves in? Like, how do you stay so positive and s- s- such a vibrant light in, in such a dark and um, difficult time? Yeah, so obviously I talk about MIWG 2S Plus a lot. It's one of the workshops I get to do for my career. But talking about it to people and hearing some of the hatred behind it, but then also with our provincial government not having the same views as most people would. Um, For an Indigenous woman, my perspective behind it is as a human life, our life isn't taken seriously. Um, Just seeing how Indigenous women are put in landfills and how the Winnipeg police force has said, hey, these lives are in a landfill, and yet no crime scene, nothing behind it. It is so hard to not be judgmental and not to be like, why aren't our, why don't our lives matter? As an Indigenous woman, it is so scary having the percentage of 12 times more likely to get missing and murdered than any other demographic here in Canada. That scariness behind it is what drives the cause of MMIWG. It's we need this to stop, we need to move forward. But having these prominent voices here in the Canadian government saying we can't do this, it's it's like a slap in the face. Mm. But the one thing that gets me going and makes me happy about the whole situation is seeing like these rallies and seeing these things happen, seeing people move forward. I have seen at rallies people of every race all come together mm-hmm. and that's what makes me happy. Although our government is saying, nope, sorry, I can't do anything about it. Our citizens of Canada and our people are coming all together to learn, to move forward, and to try to make this positive change happen. So even though we're taking a step backwards as a government, we're taking a step forward as a as people, as a community. So well said. So, I mean, this is the whole purpose of the show is to highlight leaders. And you are a young leader. And we're going to be talking to young leaders uh, throughout this whole um, program. But talk about being a leader and becoming a leader and how... Uh, I would imagine there's a lot of hoops to jump through and hurdles to overcome as a young 
you said queer, indigenous woman, you know, like that's a lot of uh, boxes that people are automatically get their their necks in a scruff, you know? So yeah. uh, maybe just talk a little bit about the, the hurdles that you've had to overcome to establish yourself as a leader and now a president and a, and a spokesperson for, for such a powerful force. Yeah, and I, growing up, I've seen all of these things as obstacles I had to overcome. And thinking of your identity as an obstacle was definitely the mm. worst thing I've ever done. Seeing who I was, my identity, being like, oh, how do how do I get people to like me and care for mm. who I am as an overall person? It's like, no, these, these are actually good things that are going to move you forward. It's just kind of using them as a way to move forward in your life. Being Indigenous, I didn't know that could be a good thing. When it comes to being a young Indigenous public speaker, people want to hear of me because of my lived experiences. Mm -hmm. They don't want to hear me just because I'm a woman and I've got a big voice. It's like, no, I'm an Indigenous, I'm a queer woman, and I have so much to give. I'm a young person as well. So I have all of these things that typically are put against you, but just using them as an actual force to move forward. That's incredible, yeah. Trina. Turning turning perceived difficulties mm -hmm. or perceived like hurdles into strengths is a is a superpower. So yeah, well done. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So I think this begs the question that we always ask, as a leader and as all the boxes that you check off, what's next for you? Oh, what's next for me? That is a big one. I I thought my career as a public speaker would come way later in life. I know last year would have been, I would have been wanting this as a career and trying to find a way to actually become a public speaker for full time. Now that I'm here, where do I go? I think where I go is trying to make these changes actually happen. Now I have the platform. Now I have the people around me. I want to make these changes happen. Now I have an actual label because labels really mean something in the society to especially indigenous people and a young person. Having this title behind myself and getting to go into rooms that I would, wouldn't typically be in, getting to go across Canada, talk to different demographics and people. I want to make that next change for young people in foster care, for mm. young Indigenous women, and just getting to put our word out. Because here in Winnipeg, we have the highest amount of Indigenous youth in foster care. I want to get that known, and I want people to understand that and why that's happening. I think that's my next step powerful message um at the can you stories gala earlier last year i guess it was you talked about having one person that really supported you and really sort of helped you out of those dark days how important is it for for youth in general whether they're in care or, or just youth in general to have that one friend family member relative person that is that can go to bat for you and be in your corner and uh just help you through those tough days how important is that one person and who was that person and are you a person <laughs> like that for someone else right now i believe that having someone behind you to support you is incredibly crucial for myself it was one of my best friends divya sharma our host here today and just having that person to be there, even in your toughest times, it's so hard when you are in a bad state of mind and you aren't the person that you thought you once were and trying to move forward in life. And it's so hard to get stuck in this hole and keep digging yourself deeper. But for myself with Divya, she helped me find my passion of public speaking and who I was as a person, no matter the dark doubts I had about myself. She was like, do you not remember who you were? Do you not remember who you are now? You're incredible, you're inspirational, you're gonna do things. And even if you don't think you have that person, you have that person. It's just, for myself, I had to go to a different school to find her. And 
I just uncovering that person. And for myself, do I think I'm that person for others? Um, I think I've seen it happen. I mean, it's definitely hard to say if I'm changing other people's lives like Divya has changed and saved mine. Um, I talk to young audiences all the time, whether it be Can You or my old school, and I, I was named a hero for a young girl, and I think that was the most inspirational thing, just getting to know I make small changes here and there. But then also, I've seen that happen with the older generations and older people I speak to. I'm continuously trying to help people change their lives, but seeing it actually happen and uh, having getting to talk about my story really changes people, and I hope that's how I get to be that person like Divya was to me. I've definitely seen some changes happen with people and saying that they want to do, they want to speak out about their story and they just love what I do and they want to do what I do. It's, it changes me and it makes me feel incredible about what I'm doing and knowing that I'm doing the right thing because positive change is what I want. Mm-hmm. But I, I hope I see more of it. Yeah. There's nothing more inspirational than someone who realizes their power and their potential. And I think you are on that path and continuing to just get grow stronger as, as I've gotten to talk to you. So yeah, thank you for sharing your story. Mm-hmm. No one, I think I'm going to answer that question for you too. I think that person for me is still Selena. I see her every single day, you know, being the president of Community Big Hearts. That's not you know, a position that you see an 18-year-old in, and then all the other things that come with Selena's identity. So thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you for being here with me as a friend. I'm glad that we have leaders like you in Winnipeg and in Canada, because it's only because of you that we'll move forward in that true spirit of truth and reconciliation and beyond. So thank you. Thank you. This has been Real Life Stories with Real Life Leaders. My name is Nolan Bicknell. My name is Devia Sharma. And thank you to Selena Starling for being our guest today. Thank you. I don't know how to end it, so. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was Is that okay? Good. Yeah. All right. Real Life Stories with Real Life Leaders is recorded live in the CJNU studios in downtown Winnipeg. Produced in partnership with the Winnipeg Foundation and Can You Canada, Real Life Stories with Real Life Leaders is hosted by Nolan Bicknell and Divya Sharma, with production help from Daniel Reimer. If you'd like to hear more about Can You Canada and the work they do in Winnipeg, please visit canucanada.org. And if you'd like to hear more stories from emerging leaders in our city at the Can You Stories Gala, visit canucanada.org slash stories gala. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.